tuning in to Evangelist Ankit Rambabu's message on Unlocking the Faith in You. You're listening to part three of the series. There is only one source and his name is Jesus. Thank you all for joining us today. So today's message is going to be something that is uh, really close to my heart and uh, I believe that it's going to change a, a lot of uh, people's mindset. And, uh, you know, I believe that one of the most important things in the kingdom of God is faith. You know, unless until your prayers are mixed with faith, nothing can happen, nothing can change. And uh, Rema, see, yes, I'm coming to Kerala. I'll just stop there quickly and just say, yeah, I'm coming to Kerala. I'll be there in January for a big crusade in, in uh, wait, where are we going? Cochin? Trivandrum? Kochi? Yeah, we'll be in Kochi for a, for a big crusade in January. So we're going to be there. But anyway, so what I'm trying to say is, you know, it's so important because what's important in the kingdom of God is make sure that you mix your prayer with faith. You have to mix it with faith. I love what evangelist Reinhard Bonnke once said to me. He said, faith is the link to God's power. Now let me tell you, you can have all the appliances in the world. You can have a mobile phone. You can have a camera. You can have a TV, whatever it is. They're all great equipment, but they're absolutely useless if they're not connected into the power supply. Now let me tell you, faith is like the power supplies that, that brings all the other supplies to life. So that's the most important thing, to be connected with faith, with the Word of God, and that's when things start happening in your life. And today, what I'm going to share with you is going to change your life. It will change the way you think. And I believe that it's going to really, really, really hit you hard if you actually... Open your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 4. We'll read uh, verse 11. Hebrews 4.11. <clears throat> if you're watching us, make sure you keep your Bibles with you when I'm actually preaching so that, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not just throwing out uh, words out there, but I actually have scripture proof to everything that I'm saying. Hebrews chapter 4, we'll read from verse 2 onwards. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them. Again, this is a lot of people who watch us every single day. The word which they heard did not profit them. I'm going to read that one more time. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them for not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. What does it say? They heard the word, but it did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. The word that you hear needs to be mixed with faith. For we who have believed to enter the rest, as he had said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Now we're talking about the cross. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh seventh day from all his works. Verse 5, And again in this place they shall not enter my rest, since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached it did, it did not enter because of disobedience. Again he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time as it has been said, today if you will hear his voice and do not harden your hearts, for if Joshua had given them rest, and he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains now, labor now to enter into his rest. It says, labor now to enter into his rest. Now here's the thing. I've always spoken against labor all this while. 
And unfortunately, in the kingdom of God, every time is people, are, people are always laboring. What does labor mean? When you say the word labor, you mean you put your sweat, your blood, you worked so hard that you, you, com you are completely sapped out of your energy and you have no energy left. That's what labor is. That's what toil is. That's what labor is. Now, the Bible, Bible always constantly, you know, points at a point and says, do not labor, do not labor, do not labor. For example, you, you look at the life of Peter, for example. The Bible says that Peter toiled all night, but he didn't catch a single fish. He toiled all night and didn't catch a single fish. Toil and labor are very similar. And now, here's the thing. Jesus said, take the boat into the deep. And he did. They casted the net. I'm going to get into that, that scripture deeper in the next episode. But I'm going to get into that later because that's another entire message. But he went into the deep and Jesus said, cast the net. And he caught a net-breaking catch. Now, he toiled all night, did everything right. But still, he didn't catch a single fish. Instead, he heard the word of God. He went into the deep. He obeyed the word of Jesus to cast the net into the deep. And the minute he casted his net, the fish came in and the net started breaking. Then he, started, he had such an overflow that his boat began to sink. So he had to call his other friends and say, take some fish because I can't handle all this. And their boats also began to sink. So that was the overflow without laboring just by listening to the word of God. So that's what happened to Peter. Now I'll get in that message to, uh, on Tuesday next week. I'm going to go deeper into that because that's another amazing revelation. But I'm going to get into that. But today I'm going to quickly change your mindset about a few things. Now, with toil, toil and labor are similar. But here's the thing. This scripture says, labor now to enter into his rest. The only labor that is allowed for a child of God is not a labor of hard work in everything else, but a labor to enter into Christ's rest. What does that mean? Christ accomplished everything. The Bible says He became poor so that you might become rich. The Bible says that He bore our sicknesses, carried our pain, that by His stripes we have been made whole. These are all the things that Christ already accomplished on the cross. He bore our sins, our curse, everything, our depression, sadness, poverty, everything on the cross. And He died and He said it was finished. And that means it remains finished to this very day. And unfortunately, even today, a lot of people in the kingdom are always struggling to get things to happen in their life. Because here's the thing, they're laboring, trying to make happen in, everything happen in their life. But one thing they're not laboring to do is laboring now to enter into His rest. So it's important to labor, to enter into His rest, into Christ's rest. Now what does that mean? It's very simple. Entering into Christ's rest is not really an easy thing. It's something that you have to work. Now, let me explain something quickly about faith. Now, a lot of people, quickly about faith and confession. Now, a lot of people talk about confession, you know, and they say, uh, you know, I confess, brother, I confessed, I confessed, and confessed the word of God. And as I kept confessing and kept confessing, kept, kept confessing, suddenly one day my miracle happened. So people almost took confession as a mantra or as the chant that you need to say every single day. For example, you know, uh, you say, you know, he became poor so that I might become rich. He became poor so that I might become rich. He became poor so that I might become rich. He became poor so that I might become rich. So people think if I say it enough times, then the mantra will work for me. But it is not a mantra. It is the word of God that brings faith in your life. The reason we get into confession is this. Let me break down confession and faith to a simple reason. Why we confess. Why confession is so important. 
Now let me explain confession to you. Now, your faith is at this level. Now look at me. This is, this is the level of your faith. The Bible says that everybody has been given a measure of faith. So this is the measure of faith that you have. And this is where your miracle is. This is where your faith is. This hand, you see this hand here. This is where the faith is. Your level of faith. <clears throat> and this is where your miracle is. So what happens when you confess? When you confess, as you keep saying constantly, when you keep confessing the word of God, the faith level on the inside of you starts increasing. And from being just a confession, it starts becoming a revelation. And when it becomes a revelation, your faith level continues to arise as you keep confessing, keep confessing, keep confessing, keep confessing, keep confessing. Then you reach the point where the healing that you need and your confession that you're doing reach the same level. And when your confession reaches the same level of faith that you needed for a healing, then the miracle happens. So it's not a mantra that healed you. It's actually the level of confession, the level of faith increased as you continue to confess. That's why confessing the word of God is so important. That's, that's what the Bible says, be not conformed to the pattern of the world, but be renewed in your mind. Confession of the word renews your mind. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. As you continue to hear the word of God over and over again, it puts in a deposit a strong deposit on the inside of you that actually brings fruit at the time of need. For example, when suddenly your finances are down, everything is down, and you don't have any money with you, and then you're feeling depressed, the devil is trying to attack you mentally, oh, how are you going to handle this? How are you going to pay for your rent? How are you going to pay for your children's education? How are you going to pay for your business? Blah, 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 blah. The devil starts attacking you. And at that time when you're low on finances, if you notice, that's when suddenly all the bill payments come up out of nowhere. You know, suddenly people will come and say, Oh, you have to pay this bill. You have to pay that bill. You have to pay this bill. And then you're going into depression and you're getting worse and worse and worse. And you're getting more depressed. And your confession becomes so negative that you say, Oh my God, I don't have any money. 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 I don't have money. You keep start confessing that because of fear that the devil is trying to bring at that exact time of your weakness. The devil always tries to kick you when you are down. So that's what happens. That's when, if you notice, suddenly that's when all the bill payments come in. All of a sudden, you know. And you wonder what the heck. Because you know why? The devil is trying to steal the word away from your heart. So when that issue happens, you don't sit down and get depressed and cry about it. Instead, you say to that, you say, in the name of Jesus, I command every storm in my life to be calmed right now. And you look at your finances that are down. And instead of saying, oh, I don't have any money, you say, thank you, Lord, that you bore my sickness, carried my pain by your stripes, that I have been healed. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that, Father, you became poor, that I might become rich. When you start confessing the opposite of what the devil is trying to do, that's when the devil loses grip over your life. Now, for example, imagine one day, you know, you have, you, when I have a little sister, if I pinch my sister, you know, if she cries, I get happy. You know, that's how... Older brothers are a little sadistic that way, you know. You want your little sister to cry when you do some things. But imagine if you pinch your sister, she, she suddenly starts laughing and she doesn't get annoyed by you doing it. You keep doing that, she keeps laughing louder and louder. And you're like, what's wrong? And you just you say, you know what, this girl is crazy. Let me just leave her alone and I walk away, right? People are only more excited to bother you when you're getting irritated by it. In the same way, the devil 
tries to attack you more when he tries when you are down and he tries to make things worse and worse and worse and worse for you every single time but instead of reacting to what the devil is trying to do to you instead you speak the word over your life and when you confess the word over your life the devil says oh you know what this guy is too much of a strong Christian he knows his word he has faith I can't handle him I can't hold him in so he backs off the same thing with Jesus when the devil tried to tempt him with scripture, he, the devil tried to tempt Jesus. What did Jesus do? Did, Jesus just didn't say, devil, get away from me. He also quoted the scripture. The devil said, it is written. But Jesus, but Jesus replied to the devil and said, it is also written. So it's not just important to know what is written, but what is also written. People get into the more and talk about Job. Oh, brother, what about Job? What about Job? Let me tell you, Job is a part of the Old Testament. He does not carry the same covenant that we carry because of the blood of Christ Jesus. So Job is different from we are. Job was an outsider. Today we are sons and we are daughters as I explained in the previous episode. So that's what you have to understand. We are not Job. And even in Job it talks about what Job feared the most came upon Job. So whatever you fear is what actually comes upon your life. So stop being afraid and instead speak the word. That's why it says labor now <clears throat> to enter into his rest. You have to labor to enter, enter into his rest. So it is a labor because it's not easy. When situations go wrong, it's not easy for you to confess the word. Because when situations go wrong, that's when you suddenly don't feel like praying. You suddenly don't feel like don't reading the word because you're so depressed. You're like, oh, I can't read the Bible. Tell me how many people have felt that way when you've been depressed You didn't want to read the Bible when you were depressed You didn't want to read the Word of God when you were depressed You didn't want to worship you know what I do when I'm depressed when I when things start to affect me Oh, yes, of course. I get depressed sometimes I get hurt sometimes but instead I don't sit and cry about it No, I don't sit and cry about it instead I read the word and I put on some loud African Christian music and I dance my heart away. And I say, devil, ha 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 ha, I'm laughing at you because nothing you plan against me or my life will ever prosper because God is in control of my life. No matter what you do, the word of God is alive and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And whatever the word says, I will have. And when you go into that mode on an Oh, when you get into an offense with the devil, you, I'm telling you, the best def defense is, the, is an offense. So you take the Bible and smack the devil head on. Amen? Not literally. Don't go again start, start hitting people that are demon-possessed. Devil, come out. Come out. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Don't hit them with the word. I mean confess the word. Believe the word. And it will change your life. And it will turn things around for you. So that's why you have to labor to enter into his rest. That's the most important thing. Now, because here's the thing. Even you take giving, for example. You give, why? So that it's an act of faith. And when you labor to enter into his rest, sometimes giving is difficult. Sometimes it hurts you. Because you don't have enough money for yourself. But that's when you make the act of faith. And you sow a seed saying, no, it doesn't matter what my financial situation looks like. I'm still going to sow a seed. I'm still going to believe and give God. To show God that God, I'm not dependent on my finances to take care of me. But I'm dependent on you to take care of me. That's what we do when we're giving. That's why every single month, at least once, I make sure I empty my bank account and sow it into a ministry because I want the devil and God to know that I'm not dependent on money, I'm dependent on him. And that's why I always give by faith. And in the same way, even in a situation, even in your families, if you have fights with your family, 
with your parents, with your wife, with your husband. What you sow is what you reap. Instead of being angry with your wife or your husband or your children or your parents, instead do this. When they're upset about something, instead of getting upset, just know to love and to show love and to sow love. And as you keep so, no matter what hate people sow, if you continue to sow love by faith, let me tell you, faith works by love and love works by faith. They go hand in hand. Sometimes you need faith to love people. Because some people are such idiots and jackasses that you don't want to love them. But here's the thing, you have to use the faith and love them anyway by faith and that's when everything will turn around for you. So when you sow love, you reap love. When you sow finances, you reap finances. Go against whatever the devil is trying to do against you. If it's, if it's your finances that he's attacking, go by faith and say, I'm going to sow my best today. If the devil is trying to attack you in your family, in your home, no matter how hard it is to love people, go and love them anyway. Do things by faith and everything will turn around for you and your family, your finances and your situation. That's why we give. That's why we sow. Today we're running out of time because I have another appointment to attend. But I'm going to continue this on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I'm going to give you, so, I have so much more to teach you. Please don't miss what I'm, whatever I'm about to share with you. It's going to change your life. The next four days, starting Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's going to change and turn your life around forever. This is another quick message that, that, that's going to help you change your mind. For the next three days, just implement this. Labor now to enter into His rest. Whatever is difficult, Whatever situation seems like, like around you, do the opposite of that. If your finances are fully low, sow. I listen to me. When finances are low, what do you do? You sow. You sow better than you ever sowed before. If your family situation is going wrong, sow love. Even if they don't like you, sow love. It doesn't matter. So labor now to enter into Christ's rest. Go against the devil and do whatever is the opposite. And I'm telling you, God will change and turn everything around as He sees you put your faith into action. So I'm going to continue that on Tuesday next week and we'll see you there again. But let me quickly tell you this. Before I close, I consider this to be another service. And so as a service, as I sowed the word to you today, if you are going through any of these situations today, you can sow a seed into our ministry. I'm looking for a thousand people who can sow a hundred dollars a month, which is 5,000 rupees a month. I'm looking for a thousand people who can do that. And I'm telling you, the gospel can be reached all over the world. We're taking the gospel. We've already done two crusades this year and I think about five conferences this year and touched thousands of people already. We have 85,000 decisions for Christ just in these past three months. And we've reached over 6,000 pastors in these past three months. God has done more in these past three months than any other time. So God is accelerating us supernaturally. And this is a good ground for you to sow into. Because I promise you, every penny that you sow is going to go into the kingdom of God. So I encourage you to sow and do the opposite of what's happening to you right now. So if you want to sow a seed today, just type down hashtag donate. Or go to our website www.ankitrambabu.org slash shop. And there it's, you know, all the details are there. You can sow to, to different areas. We have something called the 1000 Club. If you go to that particular place, you can either sow $1,000 in advance for an entire year, or you can sow monthly $100, which is 5,000 rupees a month. $1,000 is about 60,000 rupees a year. So whatever it is, you can pick what you want to do and how you want to sow. And anybody who sows above 10,000 rupees, I'm going to send you a free gift to access all our e-learning courses 
about, we have the school of healing on our website. We have the school of prophetic on our website. We have the school of soul winning on, on our website. We have the school of business on our website. So we have all these different things. You can access it today. And I encourage you to go to our website right after this and sow a seed so we can take the gospel through media in a bigger way and through crusades as well. So if you are blessed by today, I encourage you to go and sow. I'm looking for a thousand people who can sow 5,000 rupees a month or a hundred dollars a month. So I'm looking forward to seeing you on our site to be able to partner with us and what we're doing for the kingdom. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let me quickly pray and close. And right after this, I encourage you to share this video to your friends and your family. Press the share button, press the like button, press the subscribe button, press the notify me button and continue to join us, join us from Tuesday to Friday every single week. Now I'm going to quickly pray for you and close. Father, in the name of Jesus, all those people who I'm, I'm joining my faith with them, let their lives never be the same. I break the hold of the devil upon their life right now in the name of Jesus. Every depression, every sadness that the devil is trying to bring in, if the devil is trying to attack their finances, or their home, or their family, or their children, or their husband, or wife, or whatever it is, their in-laws, I break your hold in the name of Jesus. Devil, take your filthy hands off of every area of their life, and I release and enforce the plans of God into their life in the name of Jesus. Especially all those people who decided to sow into the ministry, I pray that you will bless them a and give them a hundredfold and a perpetual harvest throughout the year in the name of Jesus. I release your glory today at this very moment in the name of Jesus. I thank you that their lives never be the same. In Jesus' mighty name I pray that the word work in them and continue to bear fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. If you were blessed through Evangelist Sankit Prambabu's message, we encourage you to sow a seed through our website, www.ankitrambabu.org. Don't forget to sow a seed today for the harvest you're expecting in your life. You can also invite us to your city, send a prayer request, or a testimony through the same website. Register for free on our website today. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening. Yay, guys.